You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you've come to the right place. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you tuning in. This month, we're going to be all about Google Ads. That means this episode and the next three that come after it are all going to be about different ways to improve your Google Ads activity. Google Ads is a highly effective advertising channel for e-commerce that brings brilliant return on investment traffic, that's profitable traffic, to e-commerce sites around the globe. It's a brilliant marketing method and one I really love, but it's often tricky to make it work because you can't just put it live and hope. You've got to get into the detail, get it set up right, and then learn how to optimize. I'm really excited to be focusing on it this month because I know there's a lot of newer e-commerce businesses that have got very obsessed with Facebook ads, not wrongly if they're driving you the results, but that you're missing out because you've not yet got to grips with Google ads. And if that's you, then by the end of the month, I'm hoping to have A, persuaded you to properly test Google ads and B, given you the insight you need to feel confident testing the Google ads platform for your business. Now, with that objective in mind, in today's episode, we're starting with the basics, how to get started with Google ads. And I'm going to be joined in a moment or two by a total Google ads rock star to take us through it. We're going to meet him in a second, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with Google Ads expert, Mike Rhodes. Mike is the co-author of the world's best-selling Google Ads book, The Ultimate Guide to Google Ads, which is now in its sixth edition and which, in my opinion, if you don't have it on the bookshelf or on your Kindle, you can't really call yourselves a Google Ads expert. Mike is also the CEO and founder of one of Australia's largest independent Google agencies, the award-winning Web Savvy, and normally speaks at events around the world, including Traffic and Conversion Summit. Hello, Mike. Well, hello. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you here. We always like someone who's done the number one book on a subject. That that (laughs) always goes down well with the listeners. I can't take a whole lot of credit there. Perry and Brian were, were they had already made that the world's best-selling book before I came along. Um, I got involved in the fourth edition um, as sort of like adding the technical aspect. Um, and now, yeah, that, that technical part is about 80% of the book. And yeah, we've just done the sixth edition. So we can take a break for a little while, I think. Oh, not not for that long. I'm sure Google's got something in the pipeline. <laughs> you know, they, they just, they always change a whole bunch of stuff just after you send a book to the publishers, we've discovered. Yeah. But yeah, but it, it it is the uh, the endless challenge with uh, with writing a book on that subject, and I'm I'm glad you said you mentioned the technical side because that of course is something we're going to get into, making that seem a little less scary uh, uh, later on. But first off, how did you how did you end up in Google Ads? Because you now got an agency that does it. You you you've been contributing to the book for t- for three whole editions. Yep. 
There must be quite a story of how you ended up in Google Ads in the first place. So when I was born, no, we won't go there. We won't go that far back. But I have always loved helping businesses grow. So I actually started my first business on the way here. So I left England, uh, end of the 90s, went to New Zealand for three weeks, stayed for three years, started my first business there and built it basically on the back of two books that a mate gave me, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber and The Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. And those two books changed my world, changed how I thought about business and money. And I ended up working 12 shifts in that business. It was an internet cafe in Queenstown in the mountains. I worked 12 shifts in a year and a half, built that up, sold it, moved to Australia. And it was basically on the back of those two books. And then I discovered that there was this thing called an e-myth consultant. And I ended up going, very long story, but I won't go there, uh, going to the States at two days notice and training with Gerber and his team and becoming an wow. e-myth consultant, which was my MBA in small business. Mm-hmm. And I sucked at it because I sucked at selling myself I had built one whole business and here I was like super green going, I'm going to systemize your business. And they would all say, mate, I just want more customers. Like when do we get to the more customers? But yes, yes, yes. We've got a module on that. It's module five. Or when do we get to module five? Is that like day five, week five? Oh, it's usually around month 10. Get out. And that was the <laughs> same conversation over and over again. They wanted to just buy module five. Can't do that. It's Gerber. It's a system. They wanted all these different things. And I learned so much about this was the problem that everybody faced. And then I saw Perry, actually, my now co-author, saw him speak at an event here in Australia, his first time here, 2004. And he talked about this thing called Google Ads. And there was also someone there from Yahoo Ads Overture at the time. And he was sort of having a bit of a dig at them and how terrible their system was and how better Google was and how it was going to win. And I was just fascinated. I'm like, wait, you mean... You only show ads to people that are searching for exactly what you have to sell and you only get to pay if they're interested enough to click. What is this magic? Like, <laughs> all right, let's 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 have a look. And so I came back to my mastermind, hair on fire, telling everyone that would listen about this thing. And one of the guys in my mastermind said, look, mate, I don't want you to consult from everything you've said. I'm going to give you half my company. Come and do all of that with me. And we sold a hundred grand's worth of stuff in the next three and a half weeks. And I thought, this works. This is quite good. Um, and that was my first time sort of diving into the machine, September 2004, and tweaking and tweaking and, oh, this gets better and you do this and that gets better. And yeah, the, the first couple of days, it was woefully unprofitable and then make, make a few changes. By the end of the first week, we were profitable and then you just crank it up and go, okay, how much can we spend on this thing? It's working. He had to go get a new supplier for the stuff we were selling because we were selling so much of it. And then we had a customer service nightmare after that because apparently the new supplier wasn't very good. That's a different story. (laughs) But the point was I went, oh my God, this stuff really, really works. And I would tell anybody that would listen about this thing. I'd start doing it for people, you know, swapping a case of beer or a round of golf here and there. And like, just let me help you grow your business. And for every 10 people that I would go and talk to about this, nine would say, mate, I don't really care how it bloody works. Just do it for me, would you? Um, I would try and teach, but it was very, very clear. Everybody just needed this thing solved. And so I started the agency shortly after that, stopped paying Gerber a huge amount of money, stopped being an Emith consultant and sucking <laughs> at that, and, um, and started helping businesses grow. And that's how Web Savvy got started 15 years ago. 
I love the enthusiasm that's coming through in your voice as you're talking about the first time you got to log in and you tweak this and you tweak that oh. and then it worked and then you went because it it is it was my experience with Google Ads as well and it's it's such an exciting platform mm. when you get your head into it and hopefully what we're going to do today is to to bring that excitement to a whole whole um, phalanx, maybe a whole whole legion of new uh, of new Google Ads enthusiasts. Because what we're going to get into is is how do we start with Google Ads? Because before we record it, we hit the record button. We were both bemoaning the fact that a lot of people try it, fail abysmally, and are too scared to go back. So how do we avoid that happening? What do we do when we first approach it? Well, first, you must realize that, that it's just a tool. We have both heard lots of people say to us, oh, I tried it. It didn't work. Google Ads doesn't work. Um, it's just a tool. Fire is just a tool. Use it well. It'll toast your marshmallows. Use it badly. It'll burn down your tent. It depends how you use the tool. Google Ads can melt your credit card if you do it wrong. And there are a bunch of gotchas set up to help Google, if you're cynical, make some additional money and an advertiser that doesn't know about those could well turn it on and blow through a, a thousand quid very, very quickly and not see much in return for that. So these days, actually how I used to refer to it um, on stage, I've got a, a slide for this that I've just thought of, but it used to be when I started, it was like flying a Cessna, okay? It's, it's, which is basically like driving a car that also goes up and down. Like a small plane is actually very, very easy to fly. These days, it's like a 747 cockpit in there. There are buttons and levers and widgets all over the place. And you've got to get almost all of them right. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt. So these days, I would recommend that if you have tried it, you, you've run away screaming, get somebody who knows what they're doing to set it up for you. And I know that sounds very self-serving as an agency, but I honestly believe that is in the best interest of any business that's trying to get started at this. Because if you set it up badly, it's almost impossible to recover from because you're going to just blow through your money and believe it doesn't work. And there are so many little things that you need to get right. You just want someone that's got the experience and say, look, go on and do your thing. I'll, I'll pay for your wisdom, get that set up, get it running, and then teach me how to run it myself. That's possible. Or you may just find, you know what? I've got a dozen other things to do. You just keep doing what you're doing. Um, and Obviously, for all of our clients, that's the situation. They pay us to do what we do every month because it is more profitable for us to run it than it is for them to try and run it themselves. But please, yeah, get somebody who knows what they're doing at least to set the whole thing up and get you pointed in the right direction at the beginning. That's pretty critical these days. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to add a little caveat here, um, which is the person who's going to help you set it up is probably not Google. Oh, um, yes. Those of you who, who get the phone calls from Google going, can we set up your account? It, it's almost certainly not them who are the people you want to get hold of to help you set it up. Get, get hold of someone who is running it day in, day out for other businesses um, in the e-commerce space so they really know what they're doing. Yeah. And I also meet many, many retailers that are all in on Facebook. I mean, some might be doing Amazon, but most people, most businesses that I meet will only be doing Facebook. And they might be spending a hundred grand a month. They might be spending a couple of thousand a month, but they're only doing Facebook. And I think that's because it's it's easier to get your head around. It's easier to set up. Google are well aware of this, by the way. They've, they've seen Facebook take all of that market share and they keep trying to dumb down their system to make it easier for people to get started, which is a problem 
for those of us that that want the control and all the widgets and all the toys in the toolbox to go play with because they're sort of taking away that control from us, trying to simplify the system, but at the same time making life harder for us. But for those that are only doing Facebook, I would say go where your customers are. For so many products and services, people start their journey on Google. There are billions of searches every single day. I mean, yes, a lot of people start their search on Amazon too and may end up buying there. I mean, there are so many Prime members now that is obviously a force to be reckoned with. Get it? (laughs) Star Wars reference for yesterday. (laughs) But your customers are on Google. So get things set up properly and test it. You know, you are in complete control, well, sort of complete control of your budget, of how much you're willing to spend for each click. So you tell the machine what's profitable for you. If you need a return on ad spend, so how much money are you going to make for every dollar that you spend? If you need that return to be $7, $8, I was looking at an account yesterday, $20, $20 back for every dollar that you tip in, then that's what you tell the machine you need. You don't just say, go on then, have my cash and see what you can do with it. Oh, not very good. This doesn't work. That's not the way to make it work. I think one thing which 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 kind of fits in what you're just saying is that it's those who are doing a lot with Facebook ads or a lot with I don't know content marketing or a lot with email marketing or a lot with something else, what you're doing with all those other marketing methods is you're creating an audience of people who are going to search for you on Google. Because, you know, we talk about Facebook ads being about interruption marketing or press being about kind of interruption and building awareness. That awareness leads to people Googling what your product is or your brand name or what they can remember of your brand name. Mm. So if you've not got the ads in place, the Google ads in place in the search network, you're not enabling those people who you're telling to find you to be able to find you. So if you've already got the rest of it set up, then your Google ads should be work better because you've already created the audience looking for you. Yeah, it's almost like the last, the way you've described it, the last piece of the puzzle that's now missing and I can't finish my damn jigsaw. I've got this one piece that's missing. <laughs> I want to be able to finish it off. They're looking and they can't find you and then you're relying on your SEO being good or you're believing that, oh no, everybody knows exactly who we are and they're, they're going to search for exactly the right thing. And as you said, they'll search for whatever they can remember confession time now. I play quite a few mobile app games and games on my tablet and 99% of them will incentivize me to watch an ad in order to get something to further me in the game. And I watch the ad and I have no intention of clicking on it there and then because I want to play the game. Mm. But I will go, ooh, that's an interesting product. I'll Google that later. So it's it's just endemic in these platforms that we're doing this. But anyway, we don't need to go into my gaming habits. Um, Let's take ourselves ourselves back to Google, Mike. So we, I completely agree with you that we need we need the right setup to begin with. But of course, how let's so let's spend a bit of time helping us understand what brief to give to the person who's setting it up for them. I suppose because okay. you need to find the right person to set it up, and you need some knowledge of how they're what they're going to do for you. So are we talking about I don't know YouTube ads, display marketing, Google shopping campaigns, keywords. Where's a good place to start? All right, let's let's break it down then. Let's assume that if you're listening to this, you haven't done Google Ads before, or at least not well, and you're a little confused by the whole thing. So let's break it down. There are two sides to Google. There's the search network and the display network. The search network, you know, google.co.uk for you. 
where you go to type in a search and you see results on the page and you're either going to see little text ads, those are search ads, or those little square images with a price underneath, those are shopping ads. If you're a retailer, you really, really, really want to be running those shopping ads. On the display network, we're talking about 2 million websites and a million apps. Some of those shoving ads in people's faces that didn't want to see them. Some of those sites include Google properties like Google Maps and YouTube and Gmail, although that's changing very soon. But that's more your interruption marketing that you mentioned before. You're getting in front of people. They're trying to watch that video on how to put the picture up and drill a hole in the wall, and then that video dives in front of them. Now, Google's belief about all of that is that advertising done well should add value. It should be useful. And so that then comes down to targeting. Who are you trying to show that ad to? Because if I see an ad for an HP laptop, I'm never going to buy one. So it would be pointless for me to see that. But if I see an ad for the, the new iPad Pro, well, there's a fair chance they might get a sale. <laughs> so back to search and shopping. So then what's the brief? Well, I would say at a minimum, like start by creating a brand campaign. So people searching for you by name because they're going to use so many weird ways. It doesn't seem right, does it? It's like, well, this is the name of my company. People will just search for that. Well, a huge portion of them will actually search for variations on that name, your name plus other words like review and discount code and promo and all sorts of other stuff that you haven't thought of yet. You're not creating new demand by running ads for your own name, but you're ensuring that people, when they go searching for you, can find you. And for pennies on the dollar, you're going to get in front of them and you're going to help stop competitors from showing ads to people that are searching for your brand because that's completely allowed inside the Google system. So they come searching for you on their mobile phone and the first two screens worth are your competitors' ads. Yes, you're number one organically, but Google knows it makes no money from that. So it's pushed that so <laughs> far down the page as to almost not matter. And in, unless you're in the top three and the SEO guys are yelling at their screens right now, but unless you're in the top three on that first page, it kind of doesn't really matter. If, if you're position eight on the first page, no one's going to find you. People don't scroll and no one's going to page two of results. So start a brand campaign, make it easy for people to find you. Two other campaigns that as a retailer, I would highly recommend. One would be a shopping campaign. Now that is a bit more complicated. Let's loop back to that. And the other one would be a remarketing campaign. So people that have come to your site, however they've got there, whether that was via organic or via your Facebook ad or your TikTok ad or however it was that they ended up on your site, the vast majority of them are not going to buy on that first visit. Remarketing is what you do inside of Facebook. Probably, you're probably already doing a lot of remarketing there. Well, do the same across the Google system because that covers about 93% of the web. You can show videos to people on YouTube, but only to people that have recently been to your site in the last four days and didn't buy if you want to. You can show little banner ads to people, but again, only to people that abandoned the cart within the last two days and added stuff to the cart that was worth 300 quid or more. You can get really, really cute with it and slice and dice that, or you might just choose to show an ad to everybody that's been to your site in the last 30 days because some of those people are going to come back and buy. So that's the second campaign you're going to go set up. And then the third one would be Google Shopping. As a retailer, I would urge you, please try this because this is where your customers are hanging out. They're searching for the products that you sell. And if they don't click your ads, it's not going to cost you anything. 
yes, it is a bit more of a pain to set up because you've got to get a few different moving pieces working. You've got to get your store, Shopify or whatever you use talking to Google ads and this this weird kind of halfway house for your data that sits in between something called Google Merchant Center. But again, let's not go into a ton of detail around that. Just give that brief to whoever's setting up your store. Yes, it's probably not Google. It's probably not your niece who's built your website for you and it looks lovely. Or the web designer that says, oh yeah, we can, we can, can we do that? Yeah, we can do that. We can set up Google ads. That's fine. Find an agency that does this, as you said, day in, day out, And I know there's a whole bunch of sharks in this world too. I know you've probably, if you're listening to this, you've been burnt by an agency before. It's like real estate or insurance. There's some bad eggs out there, but don't paint the the whole of this industry with that brush and say, oh, they're all crap. They're all looking to rip me off. They're not. There's a whole bunch of really good ones out there too. Interview at least five and find someone that that you jive with that's got the same values as your business and and go with them. You don't, you're not going to be with them for years and years, potentially. You're not going to sign a contract that locks you in for a year or two. A good agency will say, no, you're here based on results. And if you don't like results, you're able to leave. That's fine. It's transparent. It's easy. It should be. Find that agency and, and run with them. Yeah. And I, I would just reiterate the the whole agencies don't like working for people where they can't drive results. I used to, I ran a Google ads agency for 10 years. I don't anymore. So this is a completely unbiased opinion these days. And literally I I would almost pay people to leave if we couldn't get the results. It's like, I don't, I don't like sending you this, this, this email of gloom every month. Please, can you stop paying us? Because it's, it's just, you know, there's so much fun to be had with Google ads and someone who loves doing it, loves being in that account and improving things. And if you can't do it, it's not working. You should go somewhere else. Now, Mike, I want to come back to those, um, those, cam- those three campaigns in a second because I think that those are really good recommendations. But given I just was talking, and we would have both just been talking about when it doesn't work, mm. are there any types of e-commerce business that Google Ads is best avoided? And whilst you're thinking about that, the one which I never could get to work. And I spent years being incentivized by people to try and get this to work was jewelry because it's so visual and one person and so aesthetic. One person's silver jewelry is a, I don't know, several thousand pound Tiffany necklace. And the other person's silver jewelry is a five pound pair of earrings Mm. um, that look like a Smurf. I don't know, something really, you know, they're they're, they're two huge extremes and it's really hard to deal deal with that in in search. So are there any particular categories of e-commerce product or or price point where it's worth trying other things first? The only one I can think of, because we've actually got a jeweler client who's just come on and they're super happy with the results and and the uptick in results. (laughs) Um, So part of it is though expectations. Um, Mm -hmm. Part of it is the mindset and being willing to fail. You know, it is not going to work week one. It might not be profitable month one, but Google ads is a process of collecting data that takes time and or money often both. And the more data we get, the more we optimize and the more things get better. So if your expectation is this must be profitable on day three, then it's probably not worth having a chat. Your your expectations are out of whack with the market. Uh, Businesses that it's not going to work for, I would say low price point or or very low margin. Mm -hmm. So if all of your products are sub 20 quid, it's probably going to be difficult to get it working. 
But a great way to test that, you jump on Google and search for the products that you sell. If you see lots of competitors, there's probably a way to make it work. If you don't see a lot of competitors, there's probably a good reason in that. It's not that there's this, oh, magic keyword that you found in 2021 <laughs> that no one's ever thought of before and it's suddenly going to be magically profitable. They don't exist anymore. They did 15 years ago. It mm. was great. It was so easy back then. But now, no, everybody's thought of every keyword. People are changing the way they search too all the time. So that's another reason that it's, it is always changing. You do have to keep optimizing. It is not set and forget. It is not the Yellow Pages ad from 10 years ago. You can't set this up once and go, oh, hey, we've done it. Right, carry on. Google, here's my credit card. Let me know when you've finished with it. Um, please, <laughs> please don't do that. Um, what doesn't it work well for? Yeah, I would imagine like super tiny margin. But then again, if if you can make it work, I guess also businesses that don't have any kind of back end. So if you're trying to make this huge profit on the first sale every single time, but your competitors are making repeat sales and are thinking about the lifetime value of their customers, or at least the first 90 day value of their customers. What else can we, how can we serve our customers better? If you insist on making, as we had one client, um, insist on making this huge profit on that very first sale, then it's probably not going to work because, well, without getting into all the technicals of it, picture an archery target. You are basically saying to your agency or to whoever runs your Google ads, you've got to hit the inside of that bullseye every single time in order for this to be profitable and you're not allowed to miss, otherwise game over. Well, that's almost impossible. And you're shooting from 100 yards away, by the way. Mm. So you want to set the game up so that, okay, yes, anywhere in the bullseye, that's super profitable. Now let's, let's, Now we're allowed to hit the next ring. Now let's go find some more traffic. Let's find the bits within that that are profitable. And then the next ring. And then maybe the next ring. And, and maybe there's this whole other archery target over here that we can go play with too if we, if we are doing the right thing and making enough money for our clients and serving them well. But if you limit the game so much that your definition of success is you've got to hit the tiny little bit inside the bullseye, then it's probably not going to work. I kind of butchered that analogy quite beautifully there. But anyway... I think it it made sense because it is you know a Google a successful Google account is all all about layers and building the layers up and and learning and optimizing and slowly adding the different bits which is which is what I I particularly liked about your recommendation of those three campaigns to start off with you know you're doing the brand bits you've got the keyword activity on the search you're doing the shopping um, which yeah I'm not going to get get into the complexity of setting that up but it's um. It's once it's done, it's done. It's probably the best thing to say on that. We have a, a checklist that I'm more than happy to give to your listeners oh, on that. That would be marvelous. It is three pages because there are 57 things and they all have to be right, which is why you probably don't want to try and learn how to fly the plane the very first time you get in it by yourself and you're heading into the airport. Another metaphor I'm going to butcher, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it's complicated and you don't want to have to get it perfect the very first time you try. And that three-page checklist, that's something which you should only ever have to do once. So do you actually need to learn how to do it yourself? Mm. Which is where getting an expert to set it up and then show you where the levers are and how to drive it, going for another metaphor, uh, <laughs> is, uh, it makes total sense. We've got the shopping part, which is also going to work on your, on your um, search results. And then the remarketing to start taking advantage of the display network. So I love, I love that mix of the three. And you know, it's it's quite a good way of testing out the Google, you know, the person who understands Google who you're thinking of hiring because if they haven't got experience of all three, 
they're not the right person. And you, yeah, you shouldn't be starting off with someone who's amazing at keywords because as an e-commerce business, you're going to need to bolt on, or you're going to want rather to bolt on those other two. But um, Mike, that has been an excellent introduction to getting started with Google Ads. We're now going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we're going to set you loose on the whole world of Google Ads. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS, and personalized website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Mike, so far we've gone deep into getting started with Google Ads. Now you get to wow us with all your insider knowledge about the whole of Google Ads so we can go as cutting edge and ninja as you choose. So for the I should have said Jedi, really, shouldn't I, given (laughs) it's the 5th of May. You can go as cutting edge and and Jedi as you like. Um, So for the following questions, your answers can be anything to do with Google Ads, which of course does include getting started with Google Ads. So Mike, you ready for these? Bring it. Okay. Okay. Let's start with Google Ads newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with Google Ads, and my word, I hope we have today, um, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Well, I'll come back to the mindset stuff that we talked about before. So you've got to have a, a mindset of experimentation. You're going to be wrong often, and that's okay as long as you learn from it. You've got to have realistic expectations. You can't expect to sell something and spend $2 to get a sale if all of your competitors are spending 50 bucks to get a sale. You're buying customers and you've got to pay what the market can bear. You you can't go to an auction for a million dollar house and expect to buy it for 20 quid. It's just not going to happen. I always picture a pyramid when I talk about the basics. So you've got a pyramid with three layers. The bottom layer, the foundational layer is bidding. In the middle, we've got targeting. And at the top, we've got messaging. Those are the three things that you're going to have to master if you want to run a Google Ads account. You've got to understand the bidding and how the machines are doing most of that for you these days. Targeting is kind of between you and the machine, and then messaging is a bit more human and a bit less machine these days, and the robots are coming up from the bottom of that pyramid. And then wrap the whole thing in data because you're going to have to be a data analyst as well. So if that scares the bejesus out of you, then go get that agency involved and give them the brief (laughs) and say, this is the definition of success. That's probably the key thing with your agency is to just tell them what winning looks like for you. If you need to get $5 back for every dollar you tip in, they need to know that on day one, not on day 31 as you're running out the door saying, this didn't work. Well, you never told us that that was what you needed in order for things to be profitable. And start aiming at break even. Don't don't try and you know build this huge profit machine on day one. You'll get there, but it takes time because you're buying data and it takes time to optimize that data. That feedback loop that you mentioned before is so addictive. I used to do options trading a long, long time ago, and there are a lot of similarities between Google Ads and trading. 
And it's that fast feedback loop. You try something, you get to know very quickly, was that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, let's do more of the good and less of the bad. Let's try something else. Let's try something else. It's highly addictive and it is wonderful fun. Oh, Mike's getting, getting excited again about being in Google Ads. So we should say if, if you're listening to you, oh, this sounds like my dream vocation, then get someone else to do the setup and then get them to point you in the right direction. And then by all means, get your hands dirty in there. But the right setup, as Mike says, is going to make life so much easier for you. Right, Mike, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve Google Ads performance? I like to automate as much of the mundane stuff as I possibly can. And that goes for optimizing too. So optimizing is really analysis and analysis is asking questions. So you've got a fair idea of what the questions you need to ask of your data are every day, every week, every fortnight, every month, depending on the the type of task that you're doing. So we build uh, reports, we do it in Data Studio these days, that automate the collection and the visualization of that data, turn it all into useful information. I've actually got one of these that my agency savvy members uh, use now. So it's 20 pages of data, so it's your data, with 20 pages of training on how to use that data. The questions that you might want to ask as a starting point, you know, everybody's questions are going to be slightly different. But having a few starting questions, okay, I'm looking at this slice of data now. What are the, the good, oh, these are the good questions to ask. Okay, let's start there because we need to have insight. We need to find out something from our data. Then we need to act on that insight because there's no point having the insight if you don't act. And for bonus points, if you can then say, when we act, we predict that this is going to happen. We're going to make this much extra profit, these many extra sales that's where the rubber meets the road. So if you can have an insight by looking at the data, automate the collection and the visualization of the data so that you have better insights faster and then take action on those insights and tell your client or the business you're working in or managing up or whoever you need to tell, this is what's going to happen next, we think, and then go do it. And rinse and repeat, do that a lot. A lot, everybody. A lot. <laughs> um, you cannot turn it on and ignore it for a month. It will not work. Um, right, Mike, if someone listening wants to learn more about Google Ads, is there one cheap or free resource that you would recommend? Other than my book. Um, so I actually recently turned one of my courses into a free resource. So it's my Google Ads Fundamentals course. So if you go to GAF course, Google Ads Fundamentals, gafcourse.com, then that is a monster long blog post. It also links to, I believe, the podcast and the YouTube channel as well. So whatever modality you prefer, you can opt in if you want to get the PDF so you can download, print all that out. You don't have to. You don't have to give me your email address. There is a fair chance that we may remarket to you after you visit that page, <laughs> but that's only fair, right? Who needs an email address when you're awesome at Google Ads remarketing? <laughs> well, while we still can, um, oh, yeah. which we might talk about a little later, but uh, while we still can, we will remarket to you. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. So that is gafcourse.com, all of you, to get your hands on that. That sounds like an excellent resource. Thank you, Mike. And finally, Crystal Ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting mm. ready for in Google Ads? Oh. That sounds like a sigh of iOS 14 size. 
Yes, so we got iOS 14, ATT, ITP, and lots of other little acronyms. And Google are coming up with equally silly named things like Fledge and Turtledove and Flock. They really need to spend like more time on the name and well, less time on the name <laughs> and more time on fixing. I don't know what it is, but yeah, so data is is the huge thing that is changing. So creative is becoming more and more important, but at the same time, the whole game that we all play all the time is based on data. If you can't get good data, then how are you going to optimize? And more and more, the machine is doing so much of the work these days that it is critical to feed the right data into the machine. Otherwise, it's going to wander off on completely the wrong path. Lots of stuff is going to happen this year. There are a lot of unknowns still. Google are desperately trying to play Apple's game. Apple have basically said, we care about privacy. This has been their thing for a few years. Genius strategic move on Tim Cook's part. Mm -hmm. Google and Facebook have had to go, oh yeah, uh, uh, privacy, oh, very, very important, very important to us too. We love that too. And they are desperately trying to now create privacy-centered ways that still allow them to do most of what they've been doing up until this point, which is being able to target the right people, show the right ads to the right people, and allow us as marketers to measure the impact of that. So there's two main parts to this, targeting and measuring. And Facebook have this wonderful line now of, just because the conversions aren't reported doesn't mean they're not there. So keep <laughs> spending money, basically. <laughs> but they may not show up in your report. I mean, Facebook are, are the more worried about this. And we're talking Google Ads here, but Facebook are potentially, you know, reported conversions may drop. Some reports are saying 65%. Mm. Google have already come out and said, look, we're probably going to get 95% reported based on what you used to get. And basically their machine learning is so powerful that if it starts dropping more than that, they'll, they'll fill in the hole. They'll model conversions. They'll basically use all of their power of machine learning to say, well, this happened over here and this happened over there. And so we expected that to happen over there, but it didn't. But bugger it, we're just going to count it anyway. <laughs> Which is almost as good as they, you can't see them, but they did happen, isn't it? So it's, it's just a different, a different way. But they're just going to just not tell you that. And just mm. so, you know, your results will look okay in Google, probably. It probably means a change to the way we work, the way we market. The good part of this is that we have to become, everybody has to become marketers again and not just optimizers of a spreadsheet and pushing numbers around. Actually have to think about the people behind these ads. And a lot of people would argue with me and say, it's, it's better than that. It means we'll stop seeing as many ads. Well, you may, you may not. The downside is we might start seeing those completely irrelevant ads. I don't know what I've got about HP, but if I start seeing HP bloody laptop ads, I will scream. I never <laughs> will need to see one of those ads ever again. I'm never going to buy one. Tough HP. I bought one once. You'll never get me again. But I don't want to see all those different ads. But then I can see the flip side of that. Yes, these companies have huge monopoly power. Something does need to be done about that. But I, I don't know that this is the... The way, but I think it's 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 going to be a very interesting year. A lot is going to happen on the data and tracking and measurement side. It's going to change pretty much everything in terms of what we do and how we do it. It's it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be an interesting year ahead. Um, so I'm I'm glad you mentioned that one, Mike. Uh, and apologies, guys, we have no answers for you on that one. It's a it's a wait and see. Mike, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yes, if you would like to chat with us about us 
setting up your shopping campaigns, running things for you, or even just a second pair of eyes over an account that you've got running, that's websavvy.com.au. Because remember, I'm all the way down here in Australia these days. Um, or GAF course. If you want to learn, start there, gafcourse.com. Uh, it's about 39, 40 lessons. It'll, it won't turn you into a Jedi master. It won't get you uh, running accounts tomorrow, but it will give you a really good grounding and a great place to start. As you said before, like if you're going to, don't try and learn everything to set this thing up once. If you're going to, if you think this is your vocation, sure, go learn, go practice, go do what I did, you know, work for beers and and work for free while you're learning. Please don't charge people two grand a month while you're learning. That just isn't fair to them. It is a wonderful profession. There's a lot of wonderful people in it, a very generous industry, a lot of people sharing. Uh, it's a great place to be. Um, no, I won't make any jokes about other professions. Uh, <laughs> it is a great place to be. Uh, come join the industry. If, if you're into numbers and asking questions and helping businesses grow, it's it's good fun. And Mike, you may be in Australia, but you're, I assume your agency is working for people all over the globe? Yes. Yes, we do. Cool. So don't don't let the fact he's in Australia put you off going and checking out Web Savvy if you're thinking, yes, I need someone to set up my account. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mike, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's always lovely catching up with a wonderful person from the world of Google Ads because, as you say, Google Ads people are nice people. Um, so thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. So how great was uh, was Mike there? Both at, I mean, you cannot fail to get from that, the enthusiasm, the excitement of someone who likes running Google ads. And if you go, oh God, I've got to look at my Google ads, that is a definite sign you should be, should be outsourcing it if you're someone who's already doing some of it. And I think that, it is a complicated platform. And like, uh, like Mike said, there's a number of kind of tripwires in there that will really advantage Google, but make it a lot harder for you to, to make it a successful account. So getting someone to set it up for you at the very least and getting them to give you some pointers on how to, how to optimize it is such a great way to accelerate the performance of your account. And if budget's tight and you can't afford to get someone to create all three of those campaigns for you, I get them just to do one. Get them to sort out the pixel on the website so you've got the information and get them to set up the brand campaign. Get that working. And when that's paid off, get them to set up the next bit. You don't need to do all three of those at once, but if you can, you'll see benefits faster, obviously. And just like Mike was saying, this is not a test it for five days, make or break. This is you're in it for I don't know, three to six months before you really start to understand the results, before you really start to see the performance. You've got to be willing to commit the budget, commit the time and commit the patience to, uh, to giving it time to perform and giving yourself time to get it optimized. You can get the links to everything we discussed, including those great resources that Mike shared, plus the full transcript of the episode at keepoptimizing.com. And as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I have, as I do every month, invited all of our specialists to join us for a Q&A webinar at the end of the month. So maybe this is the first episode in our Google Ads month. You're going to go for it and get it set up and, and see how things start going. Maybe you'll have some results to share with us when we get to that webinar. If so, if you've got questions, if you've got things that you're stumbling with, bring those questions along to the webinar because that's why we've set it up. Um, so do get yourself registered for the webinar. You can do that as well at keepoptimizing.com. 
All right then. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then stay tuned for the rest of our Google Ads episodes because they're really going to help you build on what you've learned in this episode. And if you know someone else who's who's really into their Google Ads or who's looking to get started with Google Ads, who's looking for a new route to get new customers, then tell them about the show too, because the whole point of it is to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their marketing. So I'd love it if you could spread the word. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.